Welcome to the Thrive Church Weekly Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged by this message today. Thanks for tuning in. The church in Antioch. The church in Antioch. They were, um, this church was in, like deeply profound. Uh, it was the, the, the first church where the, the name Christians was used. Um, up until then, maybe it was just like, you're a follower, follower of Jesus. But in Antioch, in this place, uh, people were like, wow, you're so much like Christ, we're going to call you Christians. Because Christians means little Christ. It means that they were seeing this church, the people in this church, and they were going, wow, you, just, you are almost a spitting image of Jesus Christ, but maybe slightly, slightly smaller. You know, like, you, I just can't, I, uh, the, your conduct, your, your character, the, the pursuit of God in your life is just like, I, it's amazing. You're like a little Jesus. You're phenomenal. And so these, these people weren't known as just kind of like, you know, religious people. They didn't just go to church on Sundays. They weren't just attending their faith or anything like that. But they were just living this lifestyle of having Jesus in their lives. And Christ, because they did that, like this, this place, Antioch, became like a, a real, like one of the first major mission hubs that the world had ever seen. And, and churches were planted out of Antioch, and the city was just rocked by these people that uh, totally were engaged with Jesus. Imagine that for Thrive Church. You're like, imagine like, man, I just, you know, that label Christian, it's just kind of quite old in the sense of like what the world thinks of what a Christian is. It's just like, well... You're either kind of religious or you have some extreme views that are really different from society. But the world has absolutely no idea what it means to burn with the love of Christ. They've just got this picture of an image. But here we have this, this region that went like, I, I can see in your conduct. I can see in your speech. I can, you are on fire with Christ. And I just think like, why can't we be on fire? Why can't we burn with this love of Jesus Christ? And these guys had they'd transitioned from just being followers of Jesus to actually being full of Jesus, to being completely full of Him. And, and I just want to just look at that we transition uh, just as we take and talk about communion this morning. We're just going to rewind the clock a few decades, and it's not long after Jesus' baptism that He is uh, choosing His disciples and I don't know how, whether he's led by the Holy Spirit, but he just, it looked like he just saw two brothers. Uh, there was Peter and there was Andrew, and, and he saw them throwing a net into the water. And, and I don't know if he got a prophetic word from the Father at that time and said, you know, I can see that they're going to, you know, they're going to catch souls. But Jesus just said to them in, in Matthew 4, 19, he said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Follow me and I will make you. And I guess each one of us starts with that, that, that first step of following Jesus. Whether you've had a, had a revelation of his love for you or you've watched others and their lifestyle was really speaking to you and you're considering like, well, I just, there's something that is so attractive. I want to, I want to know about Jesus. I want to start following and investigating who Jesus was. And I guess at this point for these guys, these were, they were on their first step. We're going to follow you, Jesus. And he says, you know, follow me and I will make you. Do you know, it's just such a simple, profound truth, but 
if we never stop following Jesus, He's going to make us into someone. <laughs> he's, gonna, he's not going to leave you as is where is. He, he's actually going to make you into someone. So it's a, it's a really simple discipleship, you know, concept is to just never stop following Jesus and allow Him to be the one that makes and transforms and brings, you know, illumination and direction and freedom into your life. And, and, and it's just because this life of, of purpose and freedom is actually found in relationship with Jesus Christ. That's where a life of, of purpose and freedom is found in everything that Jesus did while He was on the planet, you know, two odd thousand years ago, was intentional to set each one of us up with this life of freedom and a life of purpose, a life where we could really love ourselves and love others. Everything He did was intentional. And even, you know, obviously the, 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 His death on the cross was one of the most profound, you know, acts that He made one of, the prof- one of the most profound things that he ever did. And, and when he died on the cross, he cried out, it is finished. Because everything that he had done, everything that he could do had been finished. And when he cried out, it is finished. The Bible says that the temple curtain, the, 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 the temple where religious ceremony had been practiced, where the old covenant was upheld and, and where that was demonstrated with the, with the sacrifice of animals and the, and the priests approaching God on, on behalf of the people. When the temple curtain ripped, it was this incredible symbolism that the old covenant was gone. That the, the old thing that veiled the presence of God, the inner place, the holy place, that was shredded. That was torn up as a prophetic declaration of what the Father was about to release to the world, His presence. The access to His presence through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The veil has been torn. I just want you to look at this scripture here from 2 Corinthians 3, and it says this, and it's talking about the old covenant moving beyond the old covenant. And if you're interested, just read the whole of 2 Corinthians chapter 3, and it says this in verse 14, and this veil can be removed only by believing in Christ. There it is, wow. But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Come on. (laughs) So all of us, everyone say all of us, all of us, who have had that veil removed, can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. Little Christs, Christians, not religious people, reflecting the glory of the Lord. And today as we take communion, I just simply want to ask you, what promises, what what perspectives still lay veiled on your life? What perspectives of God, who you are in Christ, do you have the full picture of His 
goodness over your life? Do you feel free? Are you confident? Are you secure? Are you hopeful, passionate, kind, and generous? Like, I'm not all that at the same time, but, you know, I'd have my moments. <laughs> he, he didn't die just so that we could just always be at that place of just following Jesus. Like, there he is over there. That's going to catch up. He died, it says in Colossians, so that his glory, that Christ in me, Christ in you would be the hope of glory. And so this, this morning, I, I hope you've got one of these on your, sheet, on your seats, one of these sheets on your seats. Could have got dangerous. <laughs> Who I am in Christ. Who I am in Christ. Who am I in Christ? Where my identity is connected to Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. See, before his death, Jesus, he gathered the, the disciples together. And you've seen the painting, Michelangelo's Last Supper painting. He gathered everyone together. And, and he got the bread. He took the bread and he said, this is my body. This, this will be essentially my body broken. This is my body broken for you. This is not a token gesture. This is not, this is not an easy thing to do. But I'm going I'm to allow my body to be destroyed for you. And he took the cup and he said, this is my blood poured out for you. This is my, I'm going to shed my lifeblood for you and and he didn't just do all that for his saving grace I mean his saving grace like that is the gate he is the gateway to heaven he is he he's he, you know salvation is so important but it, your life doesn't just end with a ticket to heaven <laughs> The salvation of your life is the salvation and the transformation of your mind that each one of us, so we could actually adopt the fullness of the expression of Jesus Christ into this world, that we would actually become little Christs in our town, that we would become little Christs in our city, in our workplace, and in our family. And I believe that He wants to show uh, thrive church a greater revelation of who we are in his eyes and it's time for us to see ourselves as he sees us in the same light so we're going to take communion shortly and we're going to give thanks for the veil that is going to be removed over our lives now i want you to just take a couple of minutes to look through this sheet, it's double-sided if you didn't realize. It's like, flip, there's more things I am in Christ. I want you to look over this. And I want you to just ask the Holy Spirit, what's missing from my life? What, what's missing? I just saw you, I'm forgiven from all my sins. Can you, just, can you say that about yourself? Can you, can you say that you are 100% forgiven? Do you know that? Do you know that you're brought near 
by the blood of Christ. And that is brought near to the Father's love, that you are close. You're no longer an orphan, but you, are, you belong in His presence. Do you know that you're an heir? You're an heir of Christ. Do you know that you are healed by the wounds of Jesus? Do you know you're chosen today? Just look over that right now. Just ask the Holy Spirit, what's, what do you want to take the veil away from? What's been blocking the view of who I am in you, Jesus? Thanks again for tuning in to the Thrive Church weekly podcast. Stay up to date with everything that is happening by following us on social media 